come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon bib bib bon beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am so psyched. And I am also Matt. My goodness, Matt. You are like, I don't know what I was going to say. Well, tell the people who you are. Oh, I'm Kimbra. <laughs> and and uh, in this episode of Fantastic Cruising, we are going to be talking about some packing hacks because we are about to go on a cruise. And we need to pack. It's imminent. Imminent. Cool. <laughs> But before we get to that, just a couple of things to go over really quick. One, check out our merch. We've got some t-shirts. We've got stickers, all kinds of cool stuff. we got a recent scuba diving shirt, Caribbean scuba diver up on Teespring. Check the links in the show notes or over on the Fantastic Cruising community. If you're not a part of that, head over to Facebook, join up, answer the questions, meet lots of interesting people, and learn a whole bunch about cruising. Okay, so since we're about to go on this cruise, that obviously means we're going to need to pack. We're about to go on a cruise. Yes, we are about to go on a cruise. And while thinking about packing, we're like, hmm, packing hacks. Hacking the packing. Tricks, tips, things to think about when packing. Because we've been thinking a lot about packing as we are going on a cruise. Did I mention we're going on a cruise? We're going on a cruise. Hey, Matt. What? Are you going on a cruise? Uh, with you. Hello. So we're going on a cruise. <laughs> we got to get some packing tips going on here. What's the first thing that you should consider when packing for a cruise? First thing is make a checklist. Making a list. Checking it twice. Yeah, you got to make that checklist. Otherwise, you're like going to be lost. Did, did I remember this? Did I forget something? Just make a list. So on top of that, you should actually make your checklist at least a week in advance. Absolutely. If you wait till the last minute, chances are you're going to forget stuff. Chances are you're going to be stressed out. Chances are you're going to forget to pack something. I know we made our, what we, this is like actually, we're recording this on Monday night because we got a lot to do this week. So we made our packing checklist what a few days ago uh saturday i think was it saturday Yeah, a couple yeah, days a, ago okay and and i know we've added several items to it over the last day or so in fact we've added some stuff today that we were like oh yeah throw this on there real quick so you want that to be like a living document that you can add stuff to and if you make it right at the end you don't have time for for that stuff to thrive and grow and build and prosper and become the true best packing list it can be. Matt, do you want to tell them how we organized our packing list? I do. I do. Because here's what we did. Okay. This is a little different than I've ever done it before. Usually I just make my own packing list. I'm like, this is Matt's stuff. This is what I'm responsible for. But we work together because we are a team. And so we made a, a multiple 
person packing list, which was kind of fun, actually. Yeah. And, and this is what we did. We broke it down. Okay. We, we broke it down into clothes. So we got like Matt's clothes. We got Kimber's clothes. And then what we did is we kind of sat down and we talked through each day. Okay. Day one, getting on the ship. What are you going to need? What are you, you're going to be wearing stuff already, but what are you going to need that day? And we went through each day of the cruise and then we just kind of built our clothing list as we went through. So that worked out pretty well. Then we got a tech list. So we got Matt's tech list and Kimber's tech list. And uh, those are those are fairly extensive lists. I'm looking at them right now. So so here's something funny about the tech list is my tech list used to include like my my chargers. That was it? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Well, that's not it anymore. You want to hear here? I'll just do a rundown of uh, of our check of our tech list. Do you want to do that? Yes, go. All right, Matt's tech list: iPad, iPad charger, phone charger, USB power supply, uh, watch by what? Oh, oh, because I bought a I bought a watch, just a regular watch, just you know, as a backup, cheap watch, free dive watch. That's the expensive one. GoPro, GoPro battery charger and batteries, switchblade. That's a thing that I'm not actually bringing a knife on board. That's actually for my GoPro filters and such gopro scuba suit media mod and light underwater rig sony camera that's another camera sony batteries charger and underwater case memory cards gopro stick uh phone stick those are like selfie stick things and an ipad card reader for the ipad those are my tech list things and then kimbra's is gopro scuba suit red filter ipad ipad charger memory card adapter Phone charger, watch, headset, power bank. Got to cash in your stocks at the power bank. GoPro stick and water rig. So that's her setup there. That's the tech stuff. Okay, so we got clothes. We got tech. What's next? We got scuba. Scuba, which is kind of snorkeling stuff, but we use it for scuba too. So both of our lists are pretty similar. Mask, fins, snorkel. I put spit on mine. That's actually a bottle of spit, not actually spit, but it's defog. Okay. You could use actual spit. I usually do, but you know, the, the not natural spit works better. And then the only thing that I've got on mine that's different is a weight belt. The only thing on yours that's different is booties because you got the booties. No, because you got different fins than me. So your fins require booties. Mine do not require the booties. No booties on my fins. Then we got other. Other is where we put our toiletries. Other is where we put things like first aid kit. Other is where we put like coral reef fish identification books. Coral, uh, coral. Other is where we put like hooks for hanging my hats, ginger candy, you know, binoculars. Um, you got magic green stuff. What What is that? What is, what, what is that? <laughs> That's like my, my aloe ocean. I call it magic green stuff uh, because okay. that stuff is like... Super awesome. If you want to know what it is, let me know. I highly recommend it. I will not use anything else. Is it's not just aloe vera? It's not just aloe. It is magic green stuff. It's um it's literally for sunburn, but it works better than anything else I've ever used. Pack the magic green stuff into your bag. Anybody know that's anyway, anyway <laughs> towel clips, beach bag, lanyard, wrinkle release, you know, the and I'm not going to go over our toiletries because it's not that kind of podcast, but you get the idea, okay? So we made this in advance ahead of time and we can add to it and that makes all the difference 
in the world. Now, let's get back to our cruising hacks. All right. So next, we've got a luggage with four wheels. Yes. This is critical. I put this one down. Do you do you know why I put this down? Did you I, d- I don't know why you put it down, okay. but I know that last time I got luggage, I specifically, well, I asked for luggage for Christmas, but I specifically asked for luggage. This Christmas? No, oh, okay. like two years ago when okay. I asked for my passport I was as well. Say, you got scuba. You got scuba. Well, I mean, for my mom. Oh, that, yeah, I got scuba. from your mom. Got you got it. scuba from your mom. Yeah. No, a couple years ago, I asked for luggage and a passport because I wanted to travel. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, I specifically asked for luggage with four wheels because, you know, lugging around luggage without four wheels is a pain in the booty. Yeah, because if it's only got two wheels, you got to put it on the angle and you got to have the right angle when you're carrying it. But if it's four wheels, especially if they're like rotating wheels, it just makes it so much easier to move around. Trust us on this. If you need to buy new luggage, if you're ready to buy new luggage, those four wheels are a huge... Uh, perk to have on your luggage and then of course everybody knows this there are a few people out there that that don't buy into the packing cube thing but i don't know packing cubes packing cubes packing cubes if you want a good cruise hack everybody knows packing cubes they keep your stuff organized they keep it compressed they're just they're awesome i'm still learning packing cubes packing cubes 101 yeah so All right, next, when packing your things into your four-wheeled suitcase with your your packing cubes. Or your backpack, your your tech tech bag. Yeah, put the heavy things on the bottom. So for the suitcase, that would be like closest to the wheels, obviously. Yeah, and that's important because, one, if it's anything that's kind of breakable, that's going to have the least amount of, of physics going on there for it. And two, it's just, going to, it's just going to make it easier to carry around. Part of that is having to do with the next hack we have, which is balance your bags. I have done this the wrong way before where I put heavy stuff on the top or heavy stuff only on one side. And then you're rolling your bag around. It's falling over. It's falling over here. It's falling over there. Don't do that. Put the weight on the bottom. Balance it out. Make sure that your bag has got a good center of gravity, that it's not going to fall over every time you look at it funny. Okay. And you want to roll your clothes. Is that how you roll? Yes. (laughs) That is how I roll. So roll your clothes. That'll help fit them into the packing cubes as well as just save space in general. It also makes less wrinkles. Yeah, that too. Than folding. So rolling your clothes. There's there's a lot of research that's been done on this. Rolling your clothes is the way to go. Absolutely. Also, you want to plan what's going into your carry-on. Okay, so keep in mind that when you get on the ship, whatever you carry on with you is what you're going to have access to until you get your luggage in your room. That means that anything you're going to need for those first few hours, you want that to be with you. So make sure if you have anything like medication that you would need, um, anything like swimming stuff that you're going to, if you're going to want to get in the pool or the hot tub before maybe you have access to your whole suitcase uh, or dry clothes, a towel, anything you're going to need in that first day, make sure you carry that with you. And also... You may want just like a like a backup outfit or something just in case something happens to your luggage. 
I don't think it will, but you know, you never know. Well, I was about to interrupt you and say that, but then I didn't interrupt you and you said that. Okay. Well, what what were you going to say exactly? No, I was going to say pack an extra set of clothes just in case something happens to your luggage. <laughs> I was literally going to say it. I was like, he's going to finish up and say something and then I'm going to say it. And then you said what I was going to say. Well, here's another one. Okay. It kind of goes along with this and that is... Uh, Whoops, I just hit the wrong thing. Add some clothes to your partner's bag. Oh. So this is is a new one for me. We did a little research today to try and, you know, get these hacks for you. We don't just, you know, we don't just know this stuff. I mean, yes, we have a lot of experience, but, um, you know, we we do some research. We do some some, uh, work to make sure that we're bringing you the best content that we possibly can. And I found this hack. I thought it was really interesting. So here's, let's just, let's just play this scenario out. Okay. So I have a suitcase, Kimbra has a suitcase and these are getting checked. All right. So I put all my clothes in my suitcase. She puts all her clothes in her suitcase and then we get on the ship and lo and behold, something happens and, um, her suitcase is lost. It doesn't end up on the ship. Well, now what? Well, now I got all the clothes I want. But Kimber either has to wear matte clothes or be naked. Now, I know which I would prefer, but if it's me in that situation, I want to make sure I got at least one outfit to wear besides the one I'm, I've got on at the moment. So if I put like a, an outfit, maybe even do 50-50, 50 50 in one bag, 50 50 in the other, then if one bag gets lost, you're only half out of luck. So I was almost hoping that you'd say it the other way around so that you'd end up with one of my dresses. <laughs> I mean, that could be fun too, but that's a, <laughs> that's a different cruise, I think, right there. <laughs> All right, next hack. Print your luggage tags. Yeah, print them out. Print them out ahead of time. Make sure you're ready to go. Now, how do we do this? Because we weren't really sure what room we were going to be in until just like a few days ago or something, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't print them, hoping that we would get our room. And now we have a room, unless it gets upgraded, which I still don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. But so I'll print them later this week, just to make sure, maybe Thursday or Friday, maybe before, if I get really bored at work. We'll see. So here's here's one of these you know, kind of plan ahead things. I would say let's let's try and get them printed maybe Thursday. That way, if we forget, then we have one day to catch ourselves, really a day in the morning to catch ourselves to make sure that we get it printed by Saturday morning. Yeah, we can always run into work and print them too. Yeah, We're lucky. But do you want to do that? No. Do you really want to go into work right before you get on the cruise ship? Why would you say those words? I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, the only thing I want to see from work is the is the roof while I'm looking at it from the helipad on the brilliance of the seas, waving to my coworkers who are still stuck there for the rest of the day and week. As we sail away. <laughs> sail away. I don't know if that's a song, but it should I don't, be. I don't know. I was thinking, come sail away. Come sail away. All right. So anyway, what's next on there? Um, next is use your Tetris skills. I'm trying to think of the old Tetris music and I can't. As many hours as uh, I spent playing Tetris, I cannot think of the Tetris music. Now, half the people out there are going, oh, now that song is stuck in my head. And the other half are going, I have no idea what you're talking about. But anyway, yeah. 
What what do we mean by Tetris skills? So pack things in things, moved thing. I like. I don't know. <laughs> Did you ever play Tetris? <laughs> yes, I'm a Tetris master. Okay, so picture your suitcase as the game screen, okay? And you've got things like um, socks, underwear, shoes, shirts, pants. Now, as they're falling from the, from the top into, into the suitcase... Okay, that's that's kind of your game screen there, but the suitcase is also it's it's three dimensional. Okay, you want to put things in other things. So you know if you just stack things willy nilly in Tetris, then you lose really quick because you get to the top and burp, you're out. But if you like you know slide that little L shaped block in, uh, you can really do a lot of damage and, and get your Tetris skills going. So you put the socks in the shoes, you put you know, the underwear and the shorts, whatever. You just pack things inside of things. You put stuff in your hat. Um, this is another one that we have. You put the belt inside the collar. I don't know what that's about because I'm not a big collar shirt person. But anyway, I do wear button-up shirts. But I, I don't know. They're not as rigid. You don't I, care about your collars? I don't care about my collars. I got ring around the collar. I don't I don't think so. But anyway, uh, that's, that's another hack that uh, a lot of people talk about. Um, you can put your belt in there and keep your collar nice and stiff. I'm just rambling. What else have we got? Um, so here's one that I actually saw a lot of different versions of this and it's a really cool idea. So if you have a lot of jewelry or you like to wear jewelry on your cruises, I don't do it. So this doesn't really apply to me, but there are lots of different ways to pack that so that you either don't pack too much or it doesn't get all tangled. Um, so put it in a pill container or put it in some clean grab or like stick your earrings um, in a button. Um, I also saw one. Would that make it a button ring? I said button, button ring, not butt ring. Uh -huh. That's just gross. That's really gross. Um, the other one that I saw like? that I don't completely like is like a dainty necklace to a straw. I don't condone using straws. I mean, you could use a reusable straw for it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the other one I saw is like if you want to put a necklace like in a Ziploc and seal the, the ends of it through the, t the zipper part so that it doesn't get tangled. Okay. So lots of different ways to kind of pack your, your jewelry so that it doesn't get all tangled and stuff. I mean, I got to be honest, jewelry is not a high priority for me. I don't typically bring any on board unless you count my watch my dive watch or something i don't know i have brought multiple straps for my eye watch but i don't i don't really even do that anymore the the newness is worn off of the eye watch i mean i still wear it but i don't change the strap anyway ziplocs though can come in handy because you can use it for like dirty things i don't wait let me rephrase that dirty clothes clothes that are you know what i'm talking about uh things that are liquid so if you got things that have liquid in them and if they spill you don't want them to make everything wet in your suitcase put them in a ziploc uh, shower caps can help with this too you can put your shoes in a shower cap so if they're dirty they don't get all your clothes dirty because who wants dirty clothes from your shoes and why were your shoes dirty and, and anyway yeah so ziplocs shower caps those can help with those sort of things but uh but there's another way to help with keeping bottles and stuff from leaking, right? Yeah. So 
for that, you can actually like take the lid off of like your lotion bottle bottle or your shampoo bottle, put a little piece of plastic wrap on it and then screw the lid back on. So it kind of forms a seal. So if for whatever reason, the, the lid of your, your shampoo like pops open or whatever. Is it a crab eating seal? Does it form a crab eating seal? It, it no. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one that uh, is kind of interesting. If you want to make sure that you have that fresh smell when you get on the ship and you start unpacking and um, then then you can you can get that with dryer sheets. Put some dryer sheets in your luggage and it'll keep that fresh scent. Now, Kimbra, since we haven't cruised together yet, I, I have to ask you a question. When do you unpack? Do you unpack as soon as your bag's there or are you just like, I'll unpack when I get around to it? What's your what's your plan? What's your strategy? I think it depends on what time my bag gets there. Okay. That um, way to dodge the question. <laughs> but I'm usually a unpack kind of right away sort of thing. Because once I'm on the ship and like going, I don't want to like unpack later. Like I want to get it done so that I can just go have fun and not think about it. I mean, I, there's a part of me that enjoys the unpacking process. Cause I, cause I know that it's like, oh, I'm getting everything set for my vacation, for my cruise. I normally like, I don't enjoy putting clothes away after I do the laundry, but when I'm, I know that, yeah, thanks. But when I'm unpacking, I don't know. It's a little different. Now, do you, do you get really stressed out about that whole process or are you pretty laid back? No, I don't get stressed out. No, I just, I pick some drawers and pick some closet space and organize my stuff how do you decide who gets what drawers um usually just use whatever's there i mean so i i don't i i I don't know you don't know now you've cruised with other people yeah i guess we've we've kind of used whatever's closest to where we're sleeping okay all right there's no like definitive like okay Door A is for you, door B is for me, door C is for you, door D is for me. I couldn't remember my alphabet. You you just kind of like, oh, you know, I'll take these drawers. You take those drawers. It works out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you, t- tell me about your unpacking <laughs> ritual because apparently you've got something going on. I mean, not not really. I'm pretty mellow about it, but, um, you know, I, I do like to have like one good solid drawer for like, socks and underwear and maybe um maybe a shelf for t-shirts and some hangers for button-up shirts and pants and maybe another either drawer or um shelf for like swimming suits and uh that also includes like rash guard kind of things but that's that's about the extent of my needs as okay. far as as far as clothes go, which so, is the bulk of unpacking. So I pack a lot of dresses. So the majority of my stuff okay. hangs up in the closet. That's good. So the as drawer long as we thing. Get hangers. Yeah. Yes. We can get more hangers. Yeah. So I know a guy. like I will definitely use some drawers, but a good chunk of my stuff just gets hung up because of the dresses. Okay. That works for me. What else do we have on this list of packing hacks? Let's see. We have we've done a lot of these go us um you can put lotions and creams in contact cases or other small containers so 
you're not bringing like giant bottles of lotion or cream or whatever other things you use. <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't need to pack an entire bottle of lotion when you're on, you know you're only going to be using a little a small percentage of it. So you can put it into a smaller container and then you're not packing like this huge bottle. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that uh, I I use, like a lot of hydrocortisone cream or something like that. I usually have these huge bottles of it, but I don't really need that for the cruise. I'm not going to use that much on the cruise. Now, is it going to be more economical for me to buy a big bottle? Yes, it is. So I have two choices, three choices maybe. One is to get a bigger bottle and put it into something smaller. Uh, another one is to buy a smaller bottle and just suck it up the extra cost. Or the third thing is to, to bring that huge bottle with me. So, uh, I mean the, the best, probably the best scenario is if I, if I repackage it, if I have something similar, uh, or buying a small, did I say buying a smaller version? Yeah. yeah. Buying a smaller version is probably the most convenient. And you know, as, as many things in life, convenience costs money. So I'm going to pay a, maybe an extra buck or two to, to use that and have that little amenity, but maybe it's worth it. Yeah. Um, another one is to pack a smaller tote bag or something of the sort for extra items or port trips. So I've considered, well, actually one time, so this isn't necessarily cruise related, but when I went up to Indiana one time to visit, I actually packed a smaller suitcase into a bigger suitcase so it was for Christmas so that I'd have another suitcase to bring my <laughs> gifts back. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now we have the luxury of living in Florida and so we're not flying anywhere. So we have no restrictions uh, for the most part. I mean, as, as we covered in that one episode, there are actually are restrictions, but they don't ever enforce them. So we could technically go to Grand Cayman, buy some stupid amount of, of stuff and bring it back with us within probably some manner of reason. And uh, and since we don't have to fly anywhere, um, we can do that. But we would need containers to put it in. So, you know, if we go to Grand Cayman and get my favorite hot sauce, and instead of getting like a few bottles, I get like 15 cases of it, then I would need like a big bag to store all that in when I come back through. And uh, and, and so having a smaller bag packed away can help you with something like that. I'd be really concerned if you bought 15 cases of that hot sauce. <laughs> I could do it, though. I could, I, I could so do it. I'm, I'm sure you I could. I could so do it. I love that hot sauce. <laughs> All right. What else have we got here? I see uh, breakable items in the socks. What, what? What? Yeah. Put your perfume bottle in some socks and give it a little extra padding. Okay. I mean, yeah. what kind of breakable items are you taking on a cruise, though? That's my question. Perfume bottle. Oh, yeah. You just said it in the sentence, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know because I don't, I don't wear perfume or clone or did I say clone? Clone like Clone Wars? Clone. Cologne. You, you wear clone, Matt? Cologne. Clone. Is that the same thing? It's not the same thing, right? I could, it's cologne. Cologne. Yes. Clone like a, is like, like a, a copy. place in another country. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I take a clone of Matt. <laughs> you, need, you want a different one of me? No. Clone copy? is copy. Two mats. Two mats. Like a floor mat and a bath mat. I was thinking a yoga mat. Yoga mat. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome mat. Oh. Anyway, moving on. 
this was kind of clever. Now I don't, I don't read a lot of physical books anymore, but uh, I know a lot of people do. And so uh, if you are, one way to keep that cover from getting all messed up while it's packed away is just putting a rubber band around it and that'll keep it from getting bent up if you want to keep your you know your paperback in order or whatever put a rubber band on it that'll help use your rubber if you want to protect your book <laughs> <laughs> okay um or if you just want to save space and not bring a book you can download an audiobook or an ebook and the tablet that you probably already have with you can just become your book. Yeah, and that's even easier. One of the bummers is we were just looking. I, I, I like to bring these um, Caribbean Reef identification guides with me. And unfortunately, there's three books and they weigh like 25 pounds, but not really. But they feel like it. And and for whatever reason, this book company doesn't make ebooks of them. And they finally... They finally did, but I don't know. They're like really hard to access. And so um, I have like a smaller version of the book, but it's got all the, the fish in there. But it, but that that can be a real space saver, I can tell you, because I have hauled these three books with me on many a cruise. And uh, they go towards the bottom where the heavy stuff is next to my dive weight. So um, if you can do ebooks or audiobooks, that is definitely the way to go. Plus, you know, who does anybody read? I guess people still read words on a page i guess a ebook would do that i don't know what am i talking yeah. about i don't know i i've been thinking about which audio i do audiobooks i've been thinking about which audiobooks i want to have for this cruise if i want to find a new book listen to a book that i have that i haven't listened to or re-listen to harry potter harry potter you i don't know what should i do i don't know i mean you listen to a lot of podcasts so I, I know a little bit about podcasts. You can download podcast episodes. Now, of course, you can't go into the future and download future episodes before they're out. But if you have a podcast that you need to catch up on, <clears throat> fantastic cruising, um, or you have a podcast that you are, you know, you haven't listened to a lot, then uh, you can you can download those episodes and prepare so that while you're on your cruise and you don't have access to the internet, or maybe you have internet access in this day and age. Um, you can you can listen to podcasts, but you can also do audiobooks and uh, whatever you want. Yeah, I didn't think about podcasts. That's a good idea. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> really? Did you just say I didn't think about podcasts? <laughs> How did. dare you? How dare you? But yeah, I could. Uh, do people listen to podcasts? She does. Okay. I know she does. She has a whole list of podcasts she listens to. Apparently... She just doesn't think about listening to them. <laughs> well, I don't think about like downloading them to listen to on a cruise. I've just, I just never thought about listening to a podcast on a cruise. <laughs> I mean, why would you? Are there, there's, it's not like there's any podcast about cruising. Why would you listen to them on a cruise? <laughs> to, to be fair, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of cruise podcasts and uh, I, I get, I get more listening urges in the closer I get to the cruise you know, on the cruise, I don't really listen to podcasts on the cruise just because I have other things I'm doing. But then after the cruise, sometimes I have to take a break because, I, you know, the cruise blues are settling in and uh, I just need to step away for a minute until I can deal with all the fun memories I've had on the cruise I was just on and start looking forward to the cruise that's upcoming. So um, I, I get it, I guess. Okay. Now... Let me just hit this one because this was one of mine and it's it's a kind of a strange um, cruise 
um, packing hack, I guess you would say, but, uh, but it can be very, very beneficial. So you're, you're downloading or you're packing your books or you're downloading your audiobooks. download some maps. So you can do this if you have Google maps, uh, you could probably do it with, with iMaps and other map programs, but you could definitely do it with Google maps on an iPhone. So I'm sure you should be able to do it on Android and you can download areas so that you can access those when you don't have internet connection. So today to test this out, because I knew you could do it, but I've never done it. I downloaded Grand Cayman and Cozumel. And then I, I turned my Wi-Fi off and I did a bunch of tests. And uh, yeah, I can I can find a bunch of businesses. I can I can do a limited amount of searching, but more importantly, I can see all the streets and everything. So I have maps without internet in Grand Cayman and Cozumel. How cool is that? Why'd you chose those two areas? Because that's where we're going on our cruise. Oh, that makes really? sense. Really? No, I'm joking. That okay. was a joke. All right. Good. I did know that one. I was a little bit concerned at that <laughs> point. All right. Okay. What, what else is on this list? So cruise the, packing hacks. The next one. Packing hacks. Create a Packy pre-packed packs. grab bag. This a grab is, bag? Yeah. So this is one that I've been working on and I'm still trying to get all the pieces to it. Basically, I have like two of everything. So I have this like toiletry grab bag so that I don't have to worry about forgetting something. So I'm still working on getting your pieces of it so that we, I just have this toiletry bag that when it's time to go, I'm not like, where's your deodorant? Give me your toothbrush. Make sure you've grabbed your razor. I just have it and it's ready. I like it. I like it because, you know, it's one less thing you have to worry about. You just got to make sure it's fully stocked and you can put some of those little mini things in there, you know, and, and that, you don't want taking up too much space, but you know, the last thing I want to do is get like a mini deodorant, use it on the cruise and then get back and then have mini deodorant for like a week. Just to save that for the next cruise. Right. So you can kind of keep this, like you said, Kimber ready to go. So in the case that you suddenly have to go on an emergency cruise, cause, <laughs> cause that's a scenario I would love to experience <laughs> then uh then you're ready to go you can do it or even if you're just gonna go you know like hang out with the shows in jacksonville or something you can do that you don't have to worry about it you got it ready to go and uh boom you're on your way yeah the final thing we have on our packing hacking list is be a realist all what? right yeah be a realist not a surrealist all right don't be painting melting clocks and stuff on your luggage you want to you want to take a little check with reality. Do you really need that beach tent and umbrella packed on your cruise? No, you probably don't, okay? Take a look at everything on your packing list. Take a look at everything that you packed and think about it. Think about it long, think about it hard. The last thing I want to do is tell you to Get rid of something that you find you're going to need. And then you're going to be like looking for me going, you told me not to bring this stuff. But at the same time, I mean, you don't want to overpack yourself to death. I I do think that you're better off packing a little extra the first few cruises. And uh, who has sent us that email? Was it? It was it was Mallory and, and Andrew. Yeah, it was right? Andrew that that who, sent the was his packing about, list. Yeah, and he was talking about how he keeps his packing list and he goes over it and kind of like says, okay, I used all these things, I didn't use these things, and then he actually takes that information and he utilizes it the next time he cruises. That's like brilliant. Uh, even if you're not that organized and on top of things, 
just try and visualize what are you really going to need on this cruise and, uh, you know, maybe leave the water skis at home. That's all I'm saying. Be a realist. All right. All right, Matt, that concludes our packing hack list. <laughs> Gross. You sound was, like Reno. I'm hacking some packing. Okay. All right, Matt. So while I was at work today, I was Facebooking a little bit and came across a poll that was posted in the Fantastic Cruising Community page. I wonder on who did that. Facebook. Well, <laughs> did you just say, while I was Facebooking today, I came across the poll that was in the Facebook community, cruising community on Facebook? I said that, yeah. Could you say Facebook one more time, just in case people aren't sure where that Facebook is and the cru- Fantastic Cruising community that's on Facebook is? I think the, the Fantastic Cruising community group on Facebook is on Facebook, and that's where I was Facebooking. Okay, that's a, I, I didn't know Facebooking was a, was a verb, but I guess it is. It is now. Okay. Good. I'm going to be I'm, famous. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So what? tell me about this poll that I don't know anything about that I didn't create. Yeah. So this poll, first of all, you didn't tell me about it. I was surprised by it. So cool. <laughs> Thanks. Um, basically, it's... I tagged you in it, though. You did. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do I need to, to cite you in my references? No, I think we're good. Okay. You get on your cruise ship and find out that it won't include one of the following things. Which one would be the worst case scenario or deal breaker? That's my own word. You didn't say that. I say that. You're, you're, you're paraphrasing now. Yes. For you personally. Ah. And what are our options we had? I'm going to read them from uh, just random order. Okay. Because they, they've already been voted on for, okay. the, for the day. There was Randomized. Thing, there was Go. things like no cruise director, no pools, no gambling, no alcohol, no MDR, no shows, no port stops, no specialty restaurants, no karaoke, no trivia. Those are those are some of the options that people had to vote on. And uh, for once, for once, the thing I voted on is actually the most popular choice. No karaoke. That No. No, that's not. That wasn't it. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't care if there was karaoke or not. I mean, uh, you know, I've had fun with karaoke. But anyway, no. My choice and yours, no port stops. That's the number one choice. So you would stop cruising if there were no port stops? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying which one of the following would be the worst case scenario? Like, of all these things, if, if there were no this, no that, which one would make you, like, the saddest? Okay. And and I said no port stops. I wouldn't stop cruising, but it as we've discussed before, it would it would severely decrease the number of cruises I went on because I cruise for ports. I agree. And now that I can dive, it adds like a whole new level. A whole new level. A new depth to explore with lots of fish and coral. And I don't know what I'm saying anymore uh so yeah so then number two on this list was i guess this isn't a huge surprise but um yeah it's what is it? it's no alcohol right no alcohol yeah so i don't know how do you feel about that like if you went on a cruise and they were like guess what this is a dry cruise no alcohol on this cruise would you be like no send me back to shore no so 
I definitely use cruising as an excuse to drink. It's a safe place to drink. Yes. If there is such a thing, it is a cruise that's ship. That's true. I never have to worry about how I'm going to get home. I mean, you you need to stay sober enough that you don't do something really stupid like balance on a rail or something like right. that. But, but for the most part, it's a pretty safe place to drink because there is not gonna, you're not going to be driving. You're definitely not driving the ship. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. And Even if, you if are, you're sober, you're I don't drinking. want you driving the ship. Yeah. I don't want me driving the ship sober either. Just just stating that. Yeah. So, I mean, I would not like no alcohol, but I don't drink typically that much at home. So, I can I can go without alcohol on the ship. Yeah, it wouldn't break my cruise. I mean, I, I enjoy having a drink here and there, but uh, if I if I didn't have that option, you know, it wouldn't really impact me all that much. Uh, the next thing on there was maybe more surprising, and that was like, I said no MDR, but basically I put in parentheses buffet only because I wanted to kind of say, look, the only options you have for eating is getting the food yourself and sitting down and eating. No, like, sit down with a waiter kind of kind of deal. And that one got a, a fair number of votes as well. Uh, how would you feel about that? I would be okay with that. My issue with the buffet isn't that I'm not served. My issue with the buffet is I just don't think the quality is the same. It's not because the food has to sit there for a while. Now, okay, here's the thing. I I think maybe there's a part of me that enjoys the breakfast buffet more than a sit-down breakfast because I can be like, no, keep coming with that bacon. I agree with that. Keep coming with that bacon. Uh, But as far as like dinner goes... Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to do the buffet, whatever, I, I could get a mindset where I'm just eating so I'm comfortable and I'm not hungry and, uh, that's not really the focus of my cruise. However, the MDR is a great experience. I really enjoy it. And so, uh, I do look forward to that on the cruise, but again, wouldn't like ruin my cruise if, if they were like, you could only do the buffet on this cruise. I'd be like, all right, whatever, fine. But uh, I, I would actually, I don't know, what would you rather go without, alcohol or buffet? Or, I'm sorry, alcohol or MDR? If you had to give up one of those, which would you give up? I'd probably give up, I don't know, I, I think I'd rather have alcohol than the, the MDR. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I'd, I'd say give me, the, give me the MDR over the alcohol. Well, because if I have alcohol, then I can get through the buffet a little easier. <laughs> All right, that's that's fair. That's fair. All right, the next one that uh, got a few votes is um, no gambling or casino. Um, what do you, how do you feel about that one? I don't usually go into that area. I might spend ten dollars at a slot machine, or lose ten dollars at a slot machine, <laughs> donate ten dollars to yeah. the slot machine. Um, but I don't usually like that area. It's usually too smoky, and I'm not a big yeah. fan of that. Yeah, that's in general. True. And then I don't like to just throw away my money. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really enjoy the gaming that much myself. Um, so we got a few votes. That didn't surprise me because I know a lot of people really enjoy that, the gambling aspect. Uh, not not my thing, for me. So not a big deal for me. The next one, which only got a couple votes, really was no shows. I didn't mean Roy and Amanda, of course, but I meant like you know, no song and dance, no love and marriage, no. Hasbro, if you're on Carnival, whatever. Uh, what do you think about that? No shows is no go. What do you think? I I would miss those things. 
Um, but it, I think it depends on what level of shows. Like the shows that I've seen on the the mm. carnival ships I've been on, um, like the singing, like the song and dance shows, whatever. Now, if it's some of those like Broadway shows on some of those ships that I haven't been on that I've heard about, I'd I'd be probably a little upset if I didn't get to see those. So what are you saying? So like you've been on cruises without great shows and you were okay with that. So you're saying that like, if you were on like a, like a Royal Caribbean Oasis class ship and then they took the shows away, like that would be different than if you were on like the carnival paradise and they took the shows away. Like you would be more upset if you were on the Oasis and they took the shows and if you were on the carnival and they took the shows, either way, you're not getting the show. Right. I think it, I think it depends. Like Like expectations are different. Yeah. Like if I have a friend that was like, Hey, I was on this cruise and I got to see wicked. And then I went on the cruise and they're like, we're not doing shows anymore. I'd be like, but I want to see wicked. Okay. That's, that's fair. I didn't really think of it that way. But it could be circumstantial. Now, like if it's that. just something that just never existed, cool. Whatever. Then I don't know, I, don't know, I don't know any different. You don't know what you're missing. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. And then I was surprised that we had a couple people saying that pools would be the, the worst thing for them. Like they would rather go without alcohol, without port stops, without sit-down dining, without gambling, but don't take away my swimming pool. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Now, do you think that's because they like to be in the pool or they like to be near the pool? That's a good question. One of the people is the guy that wrote our theme song. So we'll have to ask him. Yeah. So so my thought with this, that one was like people that like to soak in the sun and hang out next to the pool. Sometimes when you get really hot or something, you jump in for a dip for a quick cool off and then go back out into the sun. Yeah. Maybe that's what they mean. Cool pool. Or maybe they just really like pools. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there is a lot of action that happens by the pool. And maybe some people thought, well, if the pool isn't there, they'd still have that action going on. It would just be in a different area. I don't know. It's not my thing. I don't like the pools very much just because I don't like to be with all the, the hubbub and such. But uh, I like the more relaxing thing. Now, now I'm looking forward to the solarium and maybe that pool being a little more chill. Uh, so maybe I'd have a different opinion about that pool. But honestly, I don't do the pool that much on the cruise. So I wouldn't miss it a whole lot if it wasn't there. Uh, I don't know. But then again, then I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking, man, one of the reasons that I kind of think about Alaska and go, eh, is because I'm thinking I wouldn't be able to get in the pool and stuff. So, but then, then I don't get in it. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. We did, we did get one vote for no smoking, uh, on a ship, which I get it. You know, uh, I get it. If you smoke, that would be a really difficult challenge to, to cruise, for five to seven days or longer and not be able to smoke while you're on, on the ship. But we got no votes at all for specialty restaurants, trivia, karaoke, and guess what, cruise directors? People don't care about you. They don't, they don't, they're just like, eh, you can keep your cruise director. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but, but it didn't make the, the top list of things that would, you know, be a bummer. Cruise director, not not really that big of a deal, I yeah. guess, compared to other things. So there you go. Cool. What? Uh, anything else surprise you about this little poll besides the fact that I did the poll? <laughs> no. 
Okay, well, let's get into the cruise creature. And this is a creature that I'm hoping that we get to see. Uh, I think that their best chances would be in Grand Cayman because I know that they're spotted in the places where we're going to be diving and snorkeling. But I guess it wouldn't be impossible to see one at Chancanob in Mexico. I never have seen one there. I don't, I've never seen video of anybody seeing one there. But anyway, the cruise creature for this week is... I'm waiting for a drum roll, but it's not coming. Thank you. The nurse shark. Ooh. Yes. Now, we did actually dive with a nurse shark over the weekend. Yes, we did. His name was Charlie. Yes, he's super cute. Charlie lives at the aquarium, and uh, Kimber and I did a shark dive at the aquarium with our with our friend Brian, who's also a, a listener to Fantastic Cruising. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We're going to try and throw a video together at some point. It may be out by the time this comes out. It may not be. But anyway, um, Charlie's pretty chill nurse shark. So let's talk about the nurse shark. First, Kimbra, what what do you know about nurse sharks? You want me to tell you what I told you before I uh, looked it up? Tell me whatever you want. So shark nurse sharks are not nurses. They're not they're not legally practicing medicine. And they are sharks. And they are sharks indeed. So is that it? Is that what you know about nurse sharks? I bet um, you, you know more than that. You may not realize you do, but I bet you do. I know that they're pretty docile. They're okay. they're pretty chill like Charlie at the aquarium just like I was just chilling next to Charlie. He was inches from us. Yes, inches like just laying there. Yeah. So um not something that's like super aggressive or yeah. aggressive at all unless it's like defending it itself. Reason. Yeah. Yeah. Actually an interesting fact about nurse sharks is that they are I've seen some statistics that say that they are the most common sharks to bite humans and that's because humans think of nurse sharks as being harmless and so they mess with them. And, uh, you know, I mean, nurse sharks can get big. They can get up to 14 feet. Although, to be fair, most nurse sharks that I see are under 10 feet. But still, I mean, think about that. You know, most dogs are docile too. But when you see one in the park, it's not a good practice to just go up and start petting it or grabbing it or something. And that's what people do. And then they, uh, nurse shark retaliates. And what do you expect? Yeah. They have teeth, people. They will bite you. If you pin them down, if you grab them, if you try and hug them, if you step on them, they will bite you. And I don't blame them at all for that. But they what they won't do is they won't just attack you. They, they won't do that. They have thousands of teeth. Thousands. And they, like all sharks, they, they re, regenerate those teeth. Uh, now, they use those teeth. They're small, but uh, they use them to eat their favorite food, which is things normally that are on the bottom. So they're going to eat crustaceans, crabs, things like that. Uh, they they are going to uh, maybe occasionally eat fish, squid if they can if they can find it and catch it. But uh, but primarily they are looking for things, small things that are living on or near the bottom because they are a bottom dwelling shark. You don't often see nurse sharks swimming in the water column or up at the surface. Not that they can't, they just don't choose to, and they're not really designed for that either. One of the most distinctive features about nurse sharks is they're kind of flat. You know, they're flat and their tail is different than a lot of other sharks. Have you noticed their tails? Yeah, their tail, it's, um, yeah, I guess it kind of, yeah. Tell me about their tail. <laughs> I have a tail to tell you about the tail of the nurse shark. So they, here's, here's an interesting thing. 
when you think of all the fins on a shark, okay, one they have, of course, dorsal fins. Most sharks have two dorsal fins. Those are the ones on the top. Everybody knows those from Jaws. They've got two pectoral fins. Those are the two on the side that they use to steer and stuff. They've got pelvic fins, which is how they gyrate like Elvis. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not true. They have pelvic fins that are back towards the, the back bottom of the shark. They've got an anal fin. They've got, uh, then they've got the caudal fins or tail fins. And that is technically two lobes or two fins on the shark that make up one big sort of fin structure. But technically, they're two different fins. Uh, but we think of them typically as one. And on the nurse shark, the top lobe of that caudal fin is really long. It could be up to a quarter of the whole shark's length. And the, the short one or the bottom one is short. And that's because they are a bottom dwelling shark. And so they're swimming along the bottom. And if they had a really long bottom caudal fin, it would drag along the bottom, which would be a drag. So they don't have that. They've got the long fin, which gives them more propulsion but it's really good for a for a bottom swimming shark. That's interesting that you like describe the fins because like I know what nurse sharks look like. That's one of the sharks that I'm like, yes, I know that one. But I never really think about the way that it looks and why it looks that way. Yeah. So whenever you see a fish or any animal for that matter, usually the, the way that they look is some sort of adaptation for helping them live wherever they live. So nurse sharks have a niche and that niche, that special place for them is they are a bottom dwelling shark. So uh, one of the other adaptations that they have, which allows them to be a bottom dwelling shark is that they have a special thing called a spiracle. So the spiracle is like a little pump basically. And, and here's what it does. Most sharks are what we call obligate ram breathers, which is just a fun thing to say, right? They're ram breathers. They don't actually inhale rams. What they do though, is they swim around with their mouths open and that water goes in their mouth and is forced over their gills, which pull oxygen out of the water. And if they stop swimming, you know, keep on swimming, keep on swimming. If they stop swimming, then they no longer have water going over their gills and they essentially suffocate and drown. So yes, a shark can actually drown. A lot of fish have similar kind of setup, but sharks, it's, it's pretty specific. Great white sharks stop swimming for very long. They will drown. Now you and I, we can take a breath, <gasps> breathe in, our lungs pull the oxygen out of that air, then we exhale and it goes back out. Sharks can't do that. They have no way to do that normally. But if you're a nurse shark and you have a little spiracle, it's like a little pump. So they can hang out on the bottom, they can chill, they can relax, and they can pump that water over their gills, and that allows them to sit still on the bottom, which is pretty cool because most sharks, you know, they're just jealous of that. And one of the things about nurse sharks is that they are called nurse sharks, which is kind of weird. Like, why are they called nurse sharks? We already mentioned they don't practice medicine, at least not legally. And so how'd they get this name nurse shark? So there's, there's a bunch of theories about the etymology of the nurse shark name. And to be honest, nobody really knows for sure where it came from. The, the worst theory probably is that they, they get the name from having, because their mouths on the underside of their body, they, uh, they, they sometimes will suck things out of holes and so it's like a baby, but uh, then, you know, it doesn't really follow. That was my favorite one. I know, but it's not really accurate. I mean, you can pretend that's the truth and maybe it is, but it's probably not. Uh, 
they they do uh, they do have some other theories though. One is that it's from an archaic word noose, which is uh, means cat shark, and they do have these little barbel things uh, hanging down, and um, those are part of their sensory system for touch. They use that to to feel around what's below them. So if they're looking for that crab, you know, crab leg special, they can it can help them find the the crab. But the most likely is that it's from an old English word, which is hearse. And uh, that has to do with, with them being like a, a seafloor shark. They are in the group of sharks called carpet sharks. And that is because they are just sharks that hang out on the bottom like a shark skin rug, I guess, or carpet as the case may be. But they, um, but they do hang out on the bottom and they do look for their favorite food. And another thing that they have is they have these little pores on their, their rostrum, their kind of nose area, called ampullae of Lorenzini. Have you ever heard of the ampullae of Lorenzini? Mm, I feel like I have. I hope you have. I mean, it, it's one of my favorite science terms, ampullae of Lorenzini. I always say it reminds me of a, like that, that mysterious Renaissance painter nobody's ever heard of. It's the ampullae of Lorenzini. It painted the Sistine Chapel and then Michelangelo came and painted over it. It was a catastrophe. Anyway, that's not what it is at all. It's actually their little jelly-filled organs that are in the, the rostrum nose of the shark, and they pick up electrical current. So they're electric detectors, which oh. is which is handy because basically that is going to help sharks find one metal... So if they're looking for like watches that people dropped and stuff, they can make a lot of money on the side that way. It's like a side hustle for them. And they'll always know what time it is. They'll exactly, exactly. Which is good for nurses. It it it's good to be on time and they can be on call twenty four hours, so you never know. But the other thing and probably more realistic reason is that whenever you move a muscle or whenever a muscle moves, and I say that because your heart is a muscle that's moving right now. If you're listening to this podcast, I can guarantee you your heart's moving and uh, it's generating a little bit of electricity. And if you are a little crustacean living under the sand and a nurse shark is looking for you, may not be able to see you, may not be able to smell you, may not be able to feel you, but guess what? That little heart is giving you away and they're going to be able to find you because you are putting off a tiny electrical charge and they are going to use their ampullae of Lorenzini, and they're going to have lunch. I want to be a nurse shark now. You do? Yeah, I want to be able to just find my lunch because I can, like, You can't find it. pizza with ampullae of Lorenzini. Okay, valid. <laughs> if you could, I would want them too. Anyway, that is the cruise creature this week, and, and uh, we got to swim with one. We got to dive with one at the aquarium, and I am always hopeful... I can see one of these in the wild. They do hang out in the deep water, typically during the day, but they come up at night to feed. But I've seen several videos from where we're diving in Grand Cayman with nurse sharks hanging out in the coral caves. How cool would that be? Swimming through a coral cave. Boom. There's like an eight foot nurse shark. That would be exciting, right? I'd love to see a nurse shark. All right, like, good. It was cool to see one at the aquarium, but it's just Charlie. Like I want to see a wild one it's just charlie i'm gonna I tell mean, him you said that don't tell him he's so cute i i love that little shark <laughs> big shark he's kind of big he's probably about five or six feet don't you think yeah. is it five or six yeah, feet? i'd say five or six feet yeah yeah if you stretch that long top caudal fin out yeah all right so it is the last episode that we are recording before our cruise and in fact when you're hearing this we're on the cruise 
right? Isn't that crazy? Like it's Monday, right? We're trying to knock this out because we know we have a busy week. And, uh, and, and so this is going to come out on Sunday morning, Sunday morning, we're going to be at sea. We're going to be the, when this comes out, we are going to be waking up bright eyed and bushy tailed ready for our first day at sea. How cool is that? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And, uh, and we've been doing our countdown of top eight things we are looking forward to for this cruise. And we are down to the number one thing we are looking forward to on this cruise. What is that, Kimbra? My number one reason that I am looking forward to this cruise is to cruise with you. Oh, that wasn't my number one reason. Yes, it was. Don't lie. <laughs> no, it absolutely it was. So, of to course. To cruise with yourself. What? To cruise with yourself. To cruise with myself. That is my number one. No, no, seriously. Uh, of course, I've been on several cruises. Kimbra's been on several cruises. But, uh, you know, we're still a fairly new duo, and this is the first cruise we will be going on together, and that makes it extra special and extra important, and uh, honestly, I am so excited to cruise with you because I feel like um, you are my perfect shipmate, and we have so much in common. We finish each each other's thoughts and sentences, and I just think that we have the same wants and goals and desires, and that our cruise experience is going to be fantastic you're gonna make me cry i don't want to make you cry in a happy way that was really sweet oh well there you go uh so so that's our number one yes can't wait to cruise with you matt well on that note i think it's time to head for the horizon until next time seize the day have a fantastic week everybody Okay, well, welcome back if you are still out there. If you're not, I'm not even saying that. That's just silly. I don't know. Kimber, are you out there? Hello? Uh, hello? Is this thing on? Hello? Hello? Can, can you hear me? I, I can hear you. You're right behind me. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. What are we doing here? What do we we got to do something at the end of the podcast. What are we talking about here? So I was thinking that it would be cool to hear... From our listeners, again, we did an ask sort of last week, um, but I think it would be cool to have our listeners send us an email and let us know what they are most looking forward to hearing about when we get back. Or what do they want to hear that they don't think we'll talk about? Yeah. <laughs> that may be dangerous. No. A- anyway, yeah. What do you want to hear about our cruise? Uh, what are you looking forward to hearing about on our cruise? Do you have any questions for us about our cruise? Send those over to fantasticcruising at gmail.com and we'll um, most likely we will go over that on the next podcast. Yeah.